bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. And we have a congressman on today. It's really happening this time. It's happening. I mean, we at least, you know, anything could happen in the last second, I suppose. But the shit is on and it's popping and we are a psych. Would you say that we've arrived? We've arrived. Everything's changed now. I'm going to move. I'm going to get a house. <laughs> I'm getting my dream car. Um, Are you going to have I'm a gonna, small pool? I'm going to have a small pool that I do tiny laps in every day. I'm going to hire a personal trainer, a personal vegan chef. and I object to the personal trainer. <laughs> okay. We won't get the trainer. I won't get a trainer, but I will get a, a chef who's going to cook all the good foods for the nutrients. And I'm going to get fit and have the best last 10 years of my life. <laughs> Well, then I think we've arrived. We are doing our live show in Atlanta. I mean, that that thing looked it was dead in the water. It was it was it had been fished and thrown back in. It had been beaten with a club. Yes. It was flopping around. Someone said, should I put it out of its misery? Someone else said, don't even bother because now it has a hook in it and you ruined its liver and we can't even eat it. You won't even live in the water and you can't even eat it. So now it's it's just garbage. The tainted garbage Atlanta show is on, <laughs> bitches. We are, I'm shook and shocked. Um, pretty and shocked. Shellacking. Pretty shellacked too. Not only did we get finally get it to happen, but within the span of like an hour, the venue's booked. The sweet transvestites booked. Yep. We have our fucking amazing. 14 listeners who are going to have do the singing and the gay guys and their feelings. But yep, with um, Landon, Landon's going to sing and Ken Hood is going to gay guys and his feelings. And Jizz loads Richard. Hopefully loads is going to do a gay just, guys and their feelings part two. And he's just going to sprinkle her uh, across the audience. <laughs> and we can't say for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have our tentacles out. However, the tentacles are out and they are. <laughs> Ew, they are stuck <laughs> on, they got, they got a bite. They got an incredible bite. They got probably the, I, I, yeah. don't, I don't really know what to say. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> it's not, we're at the Red Light Cafe at 3 p.m. on Saturday, November 20th in Atlanta. Mamma, you have the ticket link yes. for the 14. Now, it's not. The ideal setting, oh, if right. I could choose for a maybe, perhaps, supposedly still in the works, will probably fall through Bravo taping. <laughs> I mean, there's been other shows that I would have probably wanted that at, but yes. um, 
we're going to make the best of it. We're thrilled that Red Light Cafe Ken hooked us up. Oh, my God. And they couldn't. They're being so generous and cool. And COVID just basically just quickly. I just want to say apparently in Atlanta, everyone and their mother is doing a show and everyone's mother and Uncle Murray are doing shows at every hour of the day in every venue possible in every size imaginable. I think it's they just must beyond. be getting their COVID life on out there. Beyond. It is beyond. However, we were so lucky to get these guys and but the the seating is very limited. There's only going to be there's only going to be 100 people up maybe 130, so tickets are going to go fast. We think the venue might fit like let's say 150, but they are trying to not be disgusting. Yes. That's you know, right. COVID creeps. So they're right. like, we are going to try and socially distance. Yep. And we will, they're, they are saying they will max out at 100. We are hoping, fingers crossed, that they will cross that barrier. But if you're into it, if you want to do a supposed, maybe it will probably fall through. <laughs> don't tell anyone. We don't know. Why is this happening to us? Bravo taping <laughs> with our maybe possible guest. Yeah. And also, let's call it a Bravo editing out of. Also could be, <laughs> as know? we know, we could it could be a, a piece of content for that particular show and yeah. they could go, wow, that's lame. Yeah. No, we're going to cut that. So that could happen, too. But either way, you could be part of that exciting process, which would then be, we, you know, we can all share. The lovely, yeah, exactly. We were edited out. feeling. Yeah. And, and you know what? What better? I mean, which just seems perfect for all of all of us, for all of us together. Uh, if you want to get tickets, you have to go to eventbrite.com. You have to kind of look for it. I can't give you. There's not a short link yet. He just made it. So it's eventbrite.com slash live. If you want to go, if you can get to Atlanta, we fully expect everyone within driving distance. I've already Googled it. I've <laughs> already Googled. I know the driving distance. Let's never forget that Bryce and Carrie Tronsu, she has a new last name now, but Carrie Tronsu, they, those, those motherfuckers drove to New Orleans. Then it was like from Kentucky or something. And it was like 13 hours. Sasha Flick flew. Like, <laughs> this is what we're expecting, people. This is the kind of dedication yes. we need. Right. We need butts in seats. Yes. We need to play it off to Bravo <laughs> that we have more than 14 listeners. Yep. So please get your mother and your Uncle Murray and drag them out. It's a three o'clock show on a Saturday afternoon. Which was the other thing. I mean, who does that? Nobody in the planet does that. You don't even have a fucking matinee at that time. It's so embarrassing. I mean, it's what I, whatever. So it's like my mother. I, I, I don't even think my mother. I, 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 fine. You so know, fine. You know what, Mama? You know who will be happy about a three o'clock show? Mm -hmm. Possibly, perhaps, the crew uh, yes. who has to shoot that because they don't that's want true. to go out they have to at go out every 8 o'clock at night on a Saturday. They're like, perfect. That's true. That's true. Uh, if you have a problem with the Eventbrite site, just go on there and look for Dumb Gay Politics Live in Atlanta. It's He like literally just made it, so it could be too fresh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you just got to kind of poke around a little bit. We're working on that for you. We're also going to get the QR code up on the website. And we are so hip. We are so <laughs> like young. We do the thing with our phone where we mm -hmm. take the picture of the square. Yes, that's right. And then a link comes up. Yeah. So we're going to get that up. And so it'll be up. Just give us a week. <laughs> give us a week and we'll get it up. And hopefully by the by the end of next week, we'll have you a name for the guest. But we'll see. We're going to confirm the guest. We're never to speak of this supposed again. taping again. Okay. But we'll put the long link in the description of this podcast great. okay so even though it's all x great. little x big y exactly. tiny yes. 100 numbers yep we'll put that link 
in the description of this podcast. If you're hungry to get your ticket now, which we want, mm -hmm. we'd love a bunch of, mm -hmm. you know, early. early. Oh my God. And how good does that look too? And we're just Ugh. like, sorry, we can Oof. only, oh my God, the show's sold out. So like literally by next week, oh, the show's sold out. Yeah. Why not? Why not ruin and self-sabotage <laughs> the one good thing we have going on in my mouth besides the fact that we have a congressman on today. Uh, we're so excited about today. I mean, talk about like just the universe just just giving us a massage. I mean, just just oh, a massage. A massage. I'm thinking a what feels massage good. On her yeah, back? a gentle massage. A Joe Biden hands on the shoulders, Ooh. kiss on the, on the head. You oh, know. I like to think of the universe giving a soft, unexpected. Oh, could this be an assault? Assault. No, it's, 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 no, it's, it's a gentle it's loving. It's a tender loving. And I watched. A, and then a kiss on the nape. Mm, I live. <laughs> I watched Joe Biden just do that recently to a young child. And I thought, oh, Ooh. my God, that is so cute. And then the young child hugged him. And everyone uh, went and all the women's vaginas whops. exploded into time. a waterfall of whopping. <laughs> and the you literally there's a there's a video where he's there he goes to a daycare and the children come up to him and one he kisses on the head and then one it should hugs be called him. the Joe Biden kiss neck daycare <laughs> for should, children. It should be right on the top of the old soft you know the child soft the the the, the, the skull crown. has not come together fully no, yet no but it got a a kiss <laughs> from President Joe Safina Biden and everyone <laughs> literally you heard them all go oh vaginas <laughs> was great all right now it's time for Jojo and Kiki lock the doors lower the blinds fire up the smoke machine and put on your Jojo and Kiki. I want to have a Kiki. Lock the doors. Hey. Jojo and Kiki. Motherfucker. I'm going to let you have it. Jojo and Kiki. I want to have a Kiki. Die, turn, work. Jojo and Kiki. We are going to serve. And work and turn. And hunt, honey. Okay, so this week, Jojo and Kiki are getting blamed because Costco is out of toilet paper. We're watching Joe Biden take a lot of shit for this stupid fucking pandemic and these annoying ass vaccines, but I'll be damned if I'm going to sit here and let him take it for private sector employers who don't want to pay their truck drivers and dock workers a generous wage. Yes, that's exactly right. <sighs> Fuck a living wage. Okay, side note. Nobody's looking for a living wage. We're looking for money, honey. People in the supply chain work their ass off. From making the shit in a factory, to loading it on a truck, to driving the truck however many miles to a dock, then loading it from the truck onto the dock, <laughs> then waiting for a boat mm -hmm. to show up, which mm -hmm. takes forever, mm -hmm. then loading it onto a boat, mm -hmm. then driving that boat to whatever port, mm -hmm. then waiting around at that port for the opportunity to pull the boat up to the dock because there's a bottleneck, then loading it from the boat to the dock, then waiting for a truck to come. Then you got to load it from the dock to the truck. Then you have to drive that truck to a fucking Costco or a Walmart 14 states away or whatever. How many people and how many hours does that take? There's thousands of people along that supply chain and they want to get paid and they yeah. deserve it. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, we're having a worker shortage in this country far and beyond the supply chain. But that's what it all comes down to. Money. If employers need to hire people and no one will work for them, then they need to, guess what? Beep, beep. Back the car up, Greg. Raise the salary. 
raise the hourly wage, raise the benefits, raise the bonuses, give free lunch, lower the hours, lower the workload, something. But sitting around and blaming the federal government because you can't get people to work for you ain't it. Oh, my God. Supposedly they're using... This is what's happening. Phyllis, can you weigh in? They're <laughs> using the National Guard meow, meow, mm-hmm. to drive school buses in Massachusetts, the National Guard, because there isn't anyone apparently <gasps> in Massachusetts to drive the buses. What? Now that, I will say, no. is the federal government's fault because I'm assuming they set the salary for like public no. school teachers and bus drivers and mm. shit. I'm, I, I'm assuming bus drivers are like part of like... I would assume school, so if you're in school. a public school yeah. system. So, and it's way past time that all of those people across the board get a raise. I mean, mm. we think about teachers, but can you imagine the bus drivers like, oh, no. my good God, no. just no, just nightmare. No. And that's why we all any, any bus driver we had growing up. The only imagery we have is of a disheveled, crust ridden, oh. crackhead, whatever, because they're, Cause they're, rape they're and dying. Yeah. And someone doing stand up. Right. And I'm in the back of the bus. <laughs> right. I'd be like calling right. radio stations like it's my birthday today. <laughs> Like the nightmare. And they can't do anything about it. It's the literally the thirst, the gall, and the lark every day with these kids. It's mm. just they need a raise. And that is on the federal government. I'm quite sure the federal government gives the funds. And they're probably all squandered away with these corrupt. Oh, not, I'm sure Betsy DeVos me. has yeah. it in her fucking I mean, wallet. Beyond. And gives it to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Besides that, vagina mouth Chuck Todd <laughs> was sitting up on Meet the Press talking about maybe the federal government should call in the National Guard to drive trucks and work the traffic jammed docks at the port of L.A. so we can, quote, keep the supply chain moving. Is he fucking serious? We're not going to call in the military to drive trucks because Walmart and the Walton family are rotting garbage monsters. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's Republicans, Repu- Republicans who don't want government involved in the private sector. So all these corporations who are suffering from the supply chain issues can suck a big fat diock. Sorry you don't want to pay people, but the government's not here to help you stay rich. Not to mention the fact that buy American and buy local. And if cuties aren't available in your area, then I guess you're going to have to live without cuties. But what about my favorite apples? Honeycrisp. Yeah, I love those. I don't want to live without them. <laughs> I know. And you know what? So far, we haven't had to. There have been plenty of Honeycrisp apples, okay? And if we did, you just go back to doing what you did before the Honeycrisp. You mean never eating apples? Exactly. Mm, okay, sounds good. That's actually fine. That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, listen, I eat every piece of food, okay? All the foods, I eat them. And if it's not there, I just go to another food. Just chose a different food. I choose a different food because that's just what you do. For example, we are watching this BBC show Ghosts on HBO Max. At one point, the girl goes from the 1700s. Her name is Kitty, and she's incredible, is describing a buffet spread at a party. And the troop leader ghost from the 70s asks if there was pineapple. And she says, pineapple? Gosh, no. I said they were well-to-do, not royalty. (laughs) I mean, I love pineapple. But if it costs that much to import it or ship it or haul it, then the price of pineapple should reflect that so that the person shipping it or hauling it can get fucking paid. Yeah, And another asinine thing that Vagina Mouth Chuck Todd said, and I mean, I hate to blame the messenger, but I will here. (laughs) He said they're trying to rush emergency visas so they can get cheap labor <gasps> to come in and work the supply chain. I was so appalled. Uh, again, 
the same disgusting Republicans screaming about the border crisis. I say that in quotes. Mm -hmm. Every single minute on Fox News are the ones rushing through visas so they can get desperate people to work for next to nothing. The hypocrisy is absolutely galling. And again, just to be clear, the port of L.A., which is the biggest port in the country, and the port of Long Beach, they are technically departments of their city government. But make no mistake, they are private sector employers. The people who work at those ports and docks, they don't work for the city or the state of California or the federal government. The ports are for-profit businesses, and they pay their workers like shit. Uh, The whole thing is repugnant. The whole thing is repugnant. Huge retail corporations who pay their employees nothing and treat them like shit. Yeah, like Target, Walmart, Costco. I'm quite sure mm-hmm. fucking Bloomingdale's, Saks, <laughs> right, Neiman's, right. fucking JCPenney's, yep. Dillard's. I don't Dill- know what your fucking Dillard's. store is. Exactly. In terms of hours and time off and benefits, can't get anyone to work for them. So they're now lobbying the federal government literally requesting temporary visas so they'll be able to fill their shitty jobs. They're asking for the National Guard to step in and help with the bottlenecks at the port. Why not just hire your own team to address bottlenecks? They're asking for tariffs to be suspended. Everybody's so offended by the tariffs. Like what? Your fat boyfriend, President Trump, is responsible for those. And last but not least, they want to be given financial assistance from the budget allotted for the Department of Defense. The gall. They want to take military budgets. Like... Really, Costco? Well, really? I mean, really, Jeff Bezos? I'm quite sure you're there too, dick. <laughs> it's always a bailout when the shit hits the fan. Right, Ted Cruz? Mm-hmm. Right, Texas? Mm-hmm. I mean, with all due to our Texas listeners, and we know we are here for Greg Garino, Devin Verano, these are our, <laughs> these are, these are our people. And there's uh, half of Texas is here fighting the good fight. And I got tons of family and friends in Texas. But it's like... The shitty half literally wants to secede from the union (laughs) and be its own country. Mm -hmm. But yet when their power grid went out, they took all the federal tax dollars they could get. They don't want the federal government involved in anything they do until they need them and then they want all the money. The entire retail industry and country for that matter can fuck right off with all of this. Like I honestly, I don't even know what to say and I know it's like aggressive and ranty and preachy but it's just, I, I, it, like, it, it, something about it makes my blood run cold. It's just all of it. Amazon spoiled everyone with next day delivery. I'm going to say except for us because we don't do Prime and we rarely <laughs> do Amazon. And Facebook's algorithm just point blank ruined everyone, period. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like other than toilet paper, we're all going to have to put aside our Amazon Facebook entitlement problem and use this time to reevaluate what we really need and what we don't actually need. I, for one, would love a Christmas with no gifts. <laughs> I'd be thrilled about it. Maybe I'd start liking the holidays again. You know what? Me too. I feel like the hashtag me too, no gifts Christmas. <laughs> hashtag yeah. no gifts. Yeah. Hashtag let's just be love. It's actually I mean, a good hashtag. Like it's we're having supply chain issues. Mm-hmm. Hashtag no gifts Christmas. How about everybody who loves Jesus so much, go celebrate <laughs> Jesus and every everyone, which is everyone who doesn't even do Christmas for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Let's all look at our families and go, wow, being around you is hard. <laughs> Let's enjoy it. 
let's enjoy this struggle. And how about, and if you can't, and if you can't, and maybe you're like, I won't, the children. It's hard enough with their masks. They're dying inside. <laughs> we can't, they're being tortured with their masks. Okay, then get one gift. Just get one. You know what I mean? And like I said, buy locally or buy from small businesses or buy resale. Like the sweatshirt you got me from Poshmark. Oh my God. <laughs> that fucking mm. sweatshirt mm. is so baller. Mm. And it was literally the the person was selling it for $10. And mm-hmm. it showed up to my house in like a couple days. And I was so excited by it. And that's the thing with getting one thing over 50 things when you're a kid and you're overwhelmed with all the gifts like you're looking at a, a for me particularly it's like what am i i, I now i need everything and all, use all i, I don't know I where to begin getting stuff and, now, and giving stuff not at someone's birthday or yes we are it's not that we're against gifts because we give them and get them all the time obviously we get them from you guys all year so we of course love it <laughs> and we give gifts every time we go to someone's house or mm-hmm. randomly it's nice just to get something when it's not it all is. at once. All of a sudden. That's what I'm yeah. saying. And what I wanted, to, what I said about the sweatshirt is it got me so excited that I planned th- three different outfits around it. I planned the shoes I was going to wear with it. I planned the pants I was going to wear. I was so happy. I was so like into, couldn't wait to wear. You know what I mean? It's like that. Now I can focus on that one thing and I can, my and whole mom, life is And mom, it. by the way, it was for the bird sanctuary that we went to <laughs> in Del Mar. But. I don't know the exact temperature for Julie to throw on a sweatshirt, but I think it might be sub-zero temp. Definitely under 52. Okay. Well, that sweatshirt was from Poshmark, so I feel like it's like Etsy. Oh, yes, right. All of that, those little things. Or what about Leah Black products? Oh, right. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly like that. It's just anyone who's doing a... You a know, small business. Yeah, a small business, you know. With a like, good product. And Leah puts so much effort and energy into her skincare business. It's not tested on animals. It's all made right fucking there in Miami. E- exactly. And you won't have to wait for Clinique or whatever. That's the one thing I know. Clinique to test everything on animals in China. They, they notoriously test on animals. <sighs> and then get stuck in the bottleneck when they ship it over here. And not for nothing. P.S. Memo. Yes. So Leah. Oh, my God. She has a deal right now that she did as a special for Jeff's show. Mm -hmm. And the price is so good that her fucking website crashed. (laughs) And bitch, you know, I had to go on there and buy it. Um, Well, what is it? It's like, I don't even know. It's like a box of her most popular CBD, <gasps> like skin, like face cream, eye cream. It's a oh, face wash. Cream. But you yeah. save over $100. So I, and plus, because the website crashed and people were like, people were so hungry for it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh no, I need it. I need it. And I knew she'd give it to me for free, but I wanted to get it before. We aren't seeing her until Thanksgiving and I wanted to get it before Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So I just went and got it. The price was so good and yeah. I just needed to get it on the fucking deal. But here's the, here is the tea of it. Yes. So I don't even know if there's any left, but if you guys want one, you go to leahblack.com slash Jeff. That's where it is. But I don't even know. I mean, it was a limited supply. And of course I lurked. So <laughs> I go to leahblack.com slash Jeff and it's, it's a special for Jeff's show. But when you're getting it, whenever you shop on her website, there's a drop down menu of like, where did you hear about these products? Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. She always gives us, or she's so generous. She gives us everything for free. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, snap. Let me see. What's this say? Like Google, <laughs> like Miami Housewives. If you keep going, there's one that says dumb gay politics. <gasps> I'm literally on a link of leahblack.com slash Jeff. And you know I fucking did dumb gay politics, bitch. Dumb gay politics. I was like, that's where I heard about it. And then meanwhile, we know everyone in the whole office like James 
he's clearly going to know that's me. First yeah. of all, he's going to see my <laughs> name. I'm surprised he didn't text you. <laughs> yeah. He's just mailed us the Alexander Vision yes. book. He knows yeah. my address. He yes. probably knows my address by heart. Right. And he's going to be like, girl, girl you know you didn't see that fucking <laughs> yeah. But I don't care. I'm like, put it into the column, dumb gay politics. It's, yeah. it's like, Jeff's show is going to have like, 10,000 yeah. we're gonna have one <laughs> and I'm like you know what work it bitch and anyone if you guys do it if you guys do it you have to put dumb gay politics that's gonna be the tea like uh, they're gonna be like are they promote oh, that is wonderful <laughs> we do something too and Leah's a perfect example of like you said buying quote unquote locally and mm-hmm. it's a small business and also what about Ren Amber my yes, goddaughter's yes. you know yep. Jessica's business Ren Amber same same right We and also Mamau Tomboy X, Magic Spoon, Pros, yep. and all the small businesses that support this shitty, shitty small business, <laughs> aka this podcast. Okay, now we get to talk to a very important person and spend the next half hour chasing clout. This is the part of the show where Brandy and I become hardcore clout chasers by associating ourselves with an extremely successful and important individual in an attempt to make ourselves look more admirable and accomplished to our 14 listeners. And if at any point there's a good opening, we'll probably hit said guest up for a job and or other connections that could benefit us in the future, like a personal tour of the Capitol building or lunch with Nance Pelosi. Yes, and we are coming for all of the clout with our guest today, Gurr, because not only is he an actual member of Congress, he's one of the best looking people in Congress. And yes, we care about that here. We talk about politics like we're talking about reality TV. So yeah, we tell you who's good looking and this guy is hot. He's a real-life member of Congress in the House of Representatives. He represents California's 15th district, and in doing so, spends half of his day job in the same room as our queen, Nance Pelosi. So without further ado, it's time for us to get our clout chase on with Congressman Eric Swalwell. Wow! Hi, Hi Representative, Representative Swalwell. Hey, Julie. Hey, Brandy. Thank you so much for having me on. And, and I just have to say, um, being quote-unquote hot in Congress is like being the tallest person in Oz. So I just want to level set. Yeah. Well, well, when I first, when we started this podcast, I didn't watch any news. That's why it's called Dumb Gay Politics. And I, when I had to switch from reality TV to go, watching the news, and I remember seeing you for the first time on like AM Joy, and I was like, oh my God, thank God there's someone hot. It was the only way I could get her to, to be interested in politics. You don't understand. Now, how does someone such as yourself, someone who's good looking um, as yourself, uh, and you're clearly like a sports dude from what we can see online, at what age did you decide you wanted to even run for office? I, you're right. I went to college on not an academic scholarship, but a soccer scholarship. So it was, a, yeah, my parents were like, you know what? Why don't we focus and aim you towards sports? Because if mm. there's a shot in hell and you being the first in the family to go to college, it's not going to be because you're so good at algebra. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I went to I went to school on a soccer scholarship. And, you know, frankly, the best thing that ever happened to me was I got injured uh, at the end of my sophomore year and a a high school mentor who was my economics teacher and the leadership teacher and the mock trial coach he called me when i got injured and said you know the world's not over you should apply to be an intern on capitol hill you know rehabilitate your injury 
and spend the summer of 2001 on Capitol Hill as an intern. And, and I was like, I don't even know if I'm a Republican or a Democrat. <laughs> I know my parents are Republicans, so that means mm. I'm a Democrat, right? Like that's, <laughs> I was like the shit disturber in the house. Like my family were Raiders fans, so I was a 49ers fan. They were Oakland A's fans, so I was a Giants fan. So if they were Republicans, I had to be a Democrat. And so he introduced me uh, to Congresswoman Ellen Tauscher, who's, who was a Democrat. And I went to DC, was one of 10,000 interns, didn't know what to expect. And, and honestly, I loved it. I, I worked at, the, at a gym that members of Congress would go to in the morning from about five to eight. And so I just hand them out gym towels, <laughs> check them into their racquetball courts, that wasn't your internship, it, was it? Yeah. Right. <laughs> that was your actual internship? Handing them towels? <laughs> no, no, that was like the pay, the internships are free, so they, they okay. don't pay. So if you don't have like rich parents, then you have to work. And, and so I worked in the morning and then around eight-ish, I would you know get into a suit, go to the hill for the unpaid internship. And then around five-ish, I'd go a couple blocks down the hill to a little Mexican restaurant where I was a server. And again, that was like the paid job. And again, members of Congress would come in between votes and I was like a little kiss ass who would like memorize the congressional Facebook. And I'd be like, oh, so good to see you, Congressman Miller. Because <laughs> oh it That's may great. surprise you to hear that <laughs> members of Congress are very easily flattered. And that would help me. I'm actually more surprised I, they work out, quite yeah. frankly. <laughs> <laughs> now the, gi the Giants lost last night. So you gotta be kind of, kind of forgetting yeah, you on a bad, bad morning, I guess. Okay, that so was not a swing. That, that yeah. hashtag, not a swing. It's not fair. That, it's not fair. You were right. robbed. No, I, Dodgers, you know, they're, they're world champs. And if we can keep it in California, that's, yeah. that's just yeah. fine. Better than nothing. Now, we want to know the working conditions of Congress. Because honestly, it seems like you guys are never there. <laughs> and then you're there for like 25 hours straight. And then you're never there again. So what time do you have to be there? How do you know? What happens if you're not there? Great question. Uh, it's it's called the Tuesday Thursday Club, uh, and it was not this way until what I think is probably the worst force that's ever come to Congress in 240 years, and that's Newt Gingrich. Um, so yes, if you talk you. to any talk to any old timer around, they will tell you, Republican or Democrat, that the place changed when Newt Gingrich became Speaker, because typically people were in Congress Monday through Friday, and most people had their families in Washington, so Republicans and Democrats would work together. They'd travel all over the world. Uh, you know, they'd go to war zones. They'd go to you know our embassies across the globe, and that's where the deals were done. And Gingrich, in like his naked ambition to be in power, he cut the calendar from Monday to Friday to essentially Tuesday to Thursday, so members of Congress would be fundraising and home in their district, uh, and he restricted wow. you know, the ability to travel together. And most people will say that that's really where things got worse. And if you think about it, it, it really is, right? That's where you had the Gingrich-Clinton battles, and then after that, the Tea Party, and then after that, Trumpism. So we've never really climbed out of this Gingrich quicksand. So now it is essentially Tuesday through Thursday, and, Tuesday through uh, Thursday. Yeah, nice. Yeah, really rough. Uh, I mean, just to to quickly add to that, would you say that because Trump is sort of born from Gingrich? People always try and figure out what happened to the Republican Party, but from what you're saying, would you say that Gingrich was the original sin in a way? Yes, yes, ab absolutely. And, and, and to Speaker Pelosi's credit, what she has done in the pandemic 
<laughs> is she has created, instead of just, when we cannot vote here, she's embraced the technology we're using today to do this so that I'm, you know, I'm not in person with you, but she's embraced technology that allows us, uh, if we're not in Washington, we're doing remote committee hearings. Mm. Um, and I think that's important, especially if you want to be a Congress that attracts young people and young families, yeah. um, that's more accommodating. Uh, and, and I think of people like Katie Porter, single mom, three kids, um, childcare is, you know, it's so hard to find. It's so damn expensive. So if she can work remotely part of the time, that helps too. So I, that's a Speaker Pelosi thing. And I, I hope that stays even beyond the pandemic because I, I think it allows um, more people to come into the institution. Yeah. What, what about eating? Is there like a cafeteria, like a hospital? <laughs> Do people order pizzas? Is mm. there even food allowed in that janky old room or what? So right behind uh, the house chamber, there's what's called the cloakroom. And there's Ooh. a snack bar in the cloakroom. Uh, God bless the ladies who work the cloakroom. They don't choose the food that we serve, but it, it's essentially those, it's like that hot dog stand where the dogs just like slowly mm. turn. Oh, they may have been there for a week, a month, a year. Um, so you, you've got like hot dogs. I always get a peanut butter, jelly, and banana sandwich. Oh, That's my, do, like, do they make it or is it pre-made? Yeah. Oh, okay. They, they, yeah, they know as soon as I start to walk up, she pulls out the strawberry jam, the peanut butter, <laughs> banana. Yeah, that's my ghost. The heroes of the cloakroom. Uh, who knew? I mean, there's I a know. whole documentary my there. Wife, my wife met me when I was in Congress, and she was like, I, I thought I was marrying, like, a caviar and champagne <laughs> lifestyle. And, like, you're eating peanut butter and jelly and banana sandwiches? Yes, that's <laughs> That's now, more what should we be expecting from our representative? Like, what should Adam Schiff be doing for us? Because I'm here to let you know, he didn't get us a tour of the White House. We went during Obama. We had to call a local D.C. like friend. Mm -hmm. What should we be expecting from Adam? We ha we've, we've... Uh, he's been a little he's been a little busy. Uh, <laughs> teach the president twice and oversees a small little community called the CIA. Um, but. No, uh, and he's a great guy. I'm going to pass this along to him. But, you know, I, I think ideally, <laughs> ideally if you have like a very hyper local issue, right? So a social security benefit that's not being delivered, a veteran who got injured and they're not getting the full benefits. You lost your passport and you're leaving the country in like 48 hours. <gasps> that's happened to we me three times. <laughs> yeah, okay. We, we can do all of that stuff. So that's like the hyper local issue. Mm. Then it goes to like the 50,000, 100,000 foot, uh, you know, feet realm where it's like, okay, I want to see universal health care. I want to see, you know, free community college, paid family leave, you know, essentially the build back better agenda. Mm -hmm. um, you know, are you for that or against that? And, and you should be able to know where your representatives are on that. And, and I can report to you that Mr. Schiff uh, is supporting <laughs> the build back better uh, agenda, but that's what you should expect. Everything from like the local, you know, I've got a family member with a visa issue to, where are you on the most important issues that Congress mm. has to vote on? Okay, well, that's good to know. I'm making a he, note of it. Exactly. <laughs> now, um, he, just, he just wrote a book too, by the way, called Midnight in Washington. Um, I would check that out. I'm, I'm running and listening to it. It's kind of weird to like, I work with him every day to like have his voice in my ear now, like on my runs, but it is pretty good. It's maybe he'll come I mean, on I want, and yeah, maybe, maybe we'll we demand can, that of him as our yeah, rep. As our rep. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm going to withhold my votes now for him and the committee Thank until he comes God. on. Thank God. Okay, you're a member of a million caucuses. Mm -hmm. 
First of all, what the fuck is that word? It's so <laughs> annoying and off-putting. This is why people hate government. I mean, honestly, it's like, what is it? If it's a group, if it's a committee, why don't we just say it's a committee? Or just say it's a group. Yeah. Or a gang. Is that what um, it is? It has to be bipartisan. Um, so it's like, it, it's any issue in the world, if a Republican and Democrat want to work on that issue, um, if we want to work on, you know, podcasts by two Los Angeles area models, models, women, ladies, hilarious, just wonderful, call. giving. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll be the, the chair finding a Republican that, you know, would support uh, I see. two, you know, two gay podcasters. That's going to be hard, so it might not You're right. be able to. Well, who know. are the go-to it, Republicans really you work with? Like, I'm really upset about the Superman uh, comic, right? That Superman is bi in the next generation. Yeah. Like, what? Superman is bi? I had, I, heard. I had not heard that Superman <laughs> oh, yeah, is bi. They're losing, they're losing their minds. Yeah, yeah. Dean Cain, because yeah. he's like totally fucking Republicans. Oh, he's so the Republicans annoyed. are going crazy because Superman is getting some in the bathroom stall? <laughs> Maybe? Wow. Okay, okay well. So that's that's what a caucus is. So there's there's a caucus, on, like I chair the Precision Medicine Caucus, which works on genetic sequencing, mm. but I'm also in the Wine Caucus because I have about 80 wineries in my district. So. Yeah. Yeah. So what Republicans are your go-to people? Because a lot of them, honestly, they seem like it's impossible to work with any of them. <laughs> I, I've retained some of the friendships I had before Trump. Adam Kinzinger is a great guy, uh, really solid guy, uh, who has shown a lot of integrity you know, throughout uh, this. Uh, Rodney Davis uh, from Illinois, he's the, chair, he's the Republican lead of the House Administration Committee. We came in together. Uh, he and I work together on a lot of issues. Uh, and I can text him and get his honest feedback, you know, on a lot of issues. Um, so that there are Republicans, you know, out that, there. That don't uh, suck? That don't suck. And, and here's where I go back and forth. Um, did Donald Trump take otherwise good people and make them completely afraid and now they have no spine and they're behind him? Or were they just shitty people <laughs> and they pretended to be good, mm -hmm. and then Donald Trump brought out their true colors. A lot of people are telling me, stop saying they're afraid of Donald Trump. They're just bad. You say they're afraid, you kind of give them an off-ramp. Why don't we just call them what they are, which is Assholes. you're a bad person <laughs> yeah. you don't like democracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it seems to us from what we've, and obviously you're in, you're in it, we're just armchair observers. observers, but they do seem like, he seems like with Republicans, he just brought out what was already there. It's like what, what happened with Newt Gingrich. It's like that shit was there. They already were like that. Even with Reagan. Like it just seems like they were just incrementally going towards this. And it was just inevitable. He said out loud what they would whisper to each other. Right. That's what it seems like. Okay. So I, we, we would love to have you back though to talk about like I would love to talk about you for this with yeah, like for the whole half hour. But yeah. so you co-founded the Critical Materials Caucus. So right now in light of like the all the supply chain issues like tell us yeah. what that is i'm obsessed with it so tell us like <laughs> what it is and why it matters there are uh, 17 different elements that you julie and i never paid attention to on the periodic table of elements uh, <laughs> called rare earth elements he knows that it was that weird. are really fucking important it turns out when it comes to making cell phones jet engines missile defense systems and the real problem is that over 90 percent of them are being exported uh, out of china so they control them. They're not the nicest people. They're actually 
cheaters and they jack up the cost and we've just gotten way behind in the game. Now we have mines in the United States and I know when anyone hears mines immediately you're like okay this, that's not environmentally safe. So what I'm putting forward with Republicans actually is we should find ways and there are ways to environmentally safely harvest the mines we have so that we're not so dependent on China and that you can end some of these shortages and backlogs that you're seeing that are making rental cars and automobiles and leases uh, so expensive. I so, can't even get the iPhone 12 Pro. It's really annoying. I'm going to have to get the 13. Or your iPhone 12 Pro. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like blame China. Different. Blame China. Well, yeah. well, well we... blame us. Seriously, no, blame, blame us. I mean, China's doing it, but like if we're not, if we have a resource and we're not developing it, they're just doing what we would do to anyone else if we were, you know, a little more savvy. So, I mean, yes, they're they're absolutely bad actors. They lie, they cheat, they steal. But it's really on us to take our own resource uh, and make it in America. And that's what I'm trying to get us to do. So good. I mean, people, the word has to get out. God knows this podcast isn't going to do it. <laughs> I believe. Yeah. Uh, where did you fall in the debate that happened recently in the House between progressives and moderates? regarding the human infrastructure bill. Well, let's never ever call it human infrastructure, right? That like just sounds like robotic or something. It's, it's a weird name. I call it, you know, the, the care economy, uh, you know, okay. pro-worker, pro-family, um, essentially pro-student. So here's two rules. Don't talk about how much it costs because it's an investment, right? Like- Yeah, we don't care. Yeah, yeah. we don't investment. care. Dude, stop using the word reconciliation. Like no one knows that's a stupid, clunky congressional word. Build back better means we invest in workers, paid family leave, childcare tax credit, so you can have two people in the family both work and not have to worry about the cost of childcare. It means that if you're a student, it's pro-student because there's two years of community college that are free, so it's now more accessible. People like me who are the first in the family to go to college don't have to worry as much about those barriers. It's also uh, very much, you know, uh, pro-climate, uh, taking on climate chaos mm. by investing in, you know, clean, green energy. So th there's a lot in it. Look, if, if you're a moderate, my message to you is the Republicans are going to call you a socialist, say that you're for open borders. They're going to say you want to defund the police. They're going to call you the worst things in the world anyway. So you might as well just deliver on something that is wildly popular and helps people. So I, I get that moderates, they, they worry that maybe it, it could cost a little bit too much. But if, it, if we define it for what it is, an investment, don't worry about what they're going to call you because they're never going to be honest about who you are. And to the progressives, I would say this, we need 98% of Democrats to agree on this. So wherever we come up short, let's not make the perfect the enemy of the good. Let's come out of the huddle, put this ball in the end zone, and then tell the voters in 2022, We've got more plays in the playbook, and wherever we came up short, we're going to deliver on that with a bigger majority. But you are, you are, even though you're in all your caucuses, including the wine and the soccer caucus, <laughs> which I'm sure is to a caucus in order to get us to start calling it football, maybe instead of <laughs> soccer. But what? Why aren't you in the progressive caucus, which is enormous? It is enormous, and, and I vote about 98% of the time with the progressive caucus. But it's, it's. I founded a caucus, uh, the, the large so. There are, the caucuses you described, like soccer caucus, wine caucus, they're, they're not as active and those are bipartisan. The progressive caucus is essentially all Democrats. So there's progressives, what are called new Dems, which are kind of seen as moderates. There's the blue dogs. Speaker Pelosi asked me 
when I was a freshman to lead what's called Future Forum. So I founded a group, 50 members, 40s and under now, and I've devoted most of my time to that group, which is focusing on the issues of the next generation. So it's really like the bandwidth of like where you can really spend your time. But those four, Future Forum, New Dems, Blue Dogs, Progressives, those I would say are like real caucuses that meet, they have a formal structure, there's usually dues involved. The other ones are like, as I said, they're not, they're not like wine, cheese, there's probably a cheese caucus, wine, <laughs> cheese caucus, et cetera. Those are more just to demonstrate to your constituents like what you care about. And there's like one meeting a year usually, but the progressive in, in the future form, you know, we meet uh, weekly. Um, and, and so my energy is on kind of the issues of the next generation. But as I, as I tell anyone who asks, if you look at my voting record, Pramila Jayapal, the chair of the progressive caucus and myself, you can look it up. We vote 98% of the time alike. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, you seem well, really, you seem progressive. really progressive. Yeah. And I mean, there really just seems to be two moderates, Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema, ruining everything in the world. But just saying. And that's some good insider information about <laughs> yeah, those four major caucuses. Really like, interesting. We didn't know. We don't, you know. Yeah. Oh, God, there's so much to talk to you about. We don't have time. But well, we need to ask this. Okay, before wait, we go. What, where are we? Oh, God. Before wait. we let you go, this, okay, this will be the last question. Why can Tucker Carlson not be sued? We sat and watched him do a half hour thing with you shirtless in the corner and underneath it, it said the spy who shagged me. And we were like losing our minds. Like Julie, like tweeted to you. We're like, sue this motherfucker. He's like talking so much shit. It's all lies. Yeah. It's totally against like your family, your poor wife. And it's like, how is that not like libel, libel slander? Just, I mean, just, just, it's not like he's on so comedy a, central. Uh, so one rule that I follow from Speaker Pelosi um, is to never make someone more significant than they are. Uh, I, that always is in the back of my mind. But legally, actually, it's a great question. And there was a he was sued uh, about two years ago, and the case was dismissed because the court found that he was not a journalist and that he was an entertainer, and that was the defense that Fox made. I don't, I don't know if you saw that, which Ugh. when we look at all of the lies that he tells, like what you just described, the fear is that you would spend all this time giving him more oxygen and he already has a court opinion saying he's an entertainer. Well, we know he's an entertainer. I'm not really particularly entertained by him, but <laughs> um, look, I, I think the best best way, you know, to defeat Tucker is to make sure that, you know, the that there are not there's not a Tucker Carlson majority in the Congress. And so that's mm. why I go all over the country trying to help the candidates that are beating that are going to beat the Marjorie Taylor Greens. Mm and you know those that will keep us uh in the majority but yes i mean he's he's a, he, here's what worries me though is um he is a more competent sophisticated voice to those issues that donald trump presided over mm -hmm. for four years right yeah. corruption mis corruption misogyny sexism yep. uh racism uh, he's much more sophisticated and, and competent. And so if the Republicans are able to get someone like that in power, uh, goodbye democracy, right? We will look like Turkey, Hungary, the Philippines, but it won't be America uh, anymore. Yeah. All right. Representative Eric Swalwell, thank you so much for doing our dumb podcast. Please tell our 14 listeners where they can find you on the socials. Oh, yes. Uh, at Eric Swalwell uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And yes, for better, mostly worse, I write <laughs> all of my own posts. Mostly worse. And they are a delight. And we do follow you and read. And yeah. right now, the Jim Jordan stuff is really giving me life. 
Yeah, you can be kind of like a shady queen on Twitter. We got to say it. We live. <laughs> and you have a book too, no? Uh, Endgame. Thank you. Uh, inside the impeachments of Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Plural. I wrote Endgame inside the impeachment. Then we had to impeach him again. So I added four more chapters. Now it's inside the impeachments. Thank you so much for cool. talking to us. And but Nancy Pelosi is nice, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. You know, what's really funny is... Um, She's an introvert that she's, you know, shyer than people think that she is, which is hard to believe because she's like so front and center in command and control. Um, but yeah, she uh, it's whatever wherever my career goes, I, I think um, being able to serve with her will for the rest of my life be the most privileged and coolest part mm. of it. That's so. so cool. Well, thank you for all the work. We we really yeah. we're fans. We're fans, and we see what you're doing uh, and how you're working for us. And we really do appreciate everything you're doing. We really do. We really we watch the new. I mean, we're yeah. you know we live and eat and breathe this shit. And you are far and above like the cream is rising in that view. So thank you very much. Well, thank you. Now it's time for so there's that. Right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans, <laughs> the annoying Karen Corona Nazis, mm -hmm. the Facebook QAnon conspiracy cons, and the vindictive virtue signaling liberal losers. <laughs> we are all somewhere on this spectrum fighting for our team to win the race of ideas. And even though every week brings us closer and closer to a civil war, we know <laughs> that we can always count on the hopeful story of your So There's That, Mamma. Thank you. And once again, you could have been be single, underwhelming. You could have been single-handedly preventing a civil war for the last, I don't even want to quantify how many years we've been doing this podcast, <laughs> but you've been doing it every week. And it's important work you're doing. It really is. Well, oh, thank you. Um, I just want to say that I know that we did a lot of um, preaching uh, <laughs> about the supply chain. And it's I, I'm sorry that this is sort of going to pile on. Um, We're going to continue. Just gonna, I just got to. I just I just got to. Yes. Now, I know I've done something similar to this in the past, even. And I don't care. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> What is it Inflamed. about pigs? Yes, about pigs. it is. Okay. Now I'm going to preach. <laughs> your, your preoccupation and and a uh, uh, damn near obsession with pigs. It's 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 charming and we love it. So don't feel self conscious. Okay. <laughs> if you want every other, mm. so there's that. No, I'm not going to say every third. <laughs> so there's that to be about pigs. We're all here for it. Great. Well, good because this one is about pigs. So I'm going to preach and judge and stand on my high horse pig and look down on the world and myself. And once again, beg everyone to look deep inside and perhaps start in small increments, and we, uh, we do it too, to accept the changes and sacrifices we now have to begin wrapping our heads around. Yes. Wait, you mean such as ordering, it was good, spicy, creamy, vegan ramen, With and then chicken. instead of the pork, <laughs> chashu, yeah. we got chicken. And, and you were like, well, what's that going to be like? And I was like, well, it's going to taste like... Right, not torture righteous indignation <laughs> my friend and it did i 
love me. I mean, I look, look, I, yes, human beings have a lot of issues we need to handle. But the fact of the matter is how we develop and grow other living beings who feel and experience life, I believe, informs part of the fate or the future of humanity. I'm not saying you can't eat and kill animals for meat. I know I struggle with it every second. I'm a fucking living hypocrite. But I'm saying the days of bacon on everything and a burger wrapped in fried chicken stuffed inside of a fucking other pig and cow have got to end. Our gluttony is killing us and the universe keeps telling us this over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And believe me, like I said, I'm no saint. God forbid they weigh our colons like Elvis and John Wayne. <laughs> oh and my God. Like, this is filled with peanut butter and bananas and cows. <laughs> and steak, exactly. So like Brandy said, we had this ramen and I was thinking to myself, and I was so happy that you got the chicken put in it because I thought, okay, if we do get the pork, how am I going to justify this? Like, literally, how could I possibly justify having the pork and the ramen? Then it was like, well, the the vegan, the broth is vegan, so you could potentially have like a little pork. It's okay. It's not. It's not the end of the world. But then, you know, I, I, I just I, we couldn't do it. But then the other day we had uh, ramen at someone else's house and there was pork in it. And then I justify myself saying that I'm going to eat that because I didn't pay for it. I didn't. I didn't order it. And just all this different shit. I don't but think the, I put it in your mind. Oh, good. Well, the fact of the matter is that I do feel if if pork in ramen makes the bowl of ramen $30, then fine. If pork at all becomes super expensive, okay. That's great. I agree. We need to start thinning out the ramen edges. And sorry, but it's time we all took a serious pivot and we stopped fighting it. Yeah, it should be expensive. It should be expensive to eat something that's alive. It's a luxury. Honestly, <laughs> it's a luxury. Yes. The headline I read, which put, which got me excited about this and also enraged, pork is already super expensive. This new animal welfare law could push prices higher. Oh, no. What? Exactly. And I thought, wait a minute, a new animal welfare law. So this headline is from CNN, and that's important to remember for later. Pork is already super expensive. Boo-hoo, cry about it. This new animal welfare law could push prices higher. And the fact that anyone is complaining and I'm going to say it, should fucking kill themselves. Why are you writing it like that too, CNN, you fear-mongering exactly. piece of shit? Go interview Mark Zuckerberg again, you dicks. <laughs> that is coming later. God, we're really on the same wavelength, you and I. Sorry, not sorry. I hope to God Demi Lovato gets triggered and she and I can have a duel. I am so, <laughs> <laughs> I am so into this. Here's the deal. It's this simple. This is this is what this is about. The voter approved measure taking effect on January 1st requires pork products sold within the state to adhere to standards that mother pigs are given at least 24 square feet of space each and kept out of gestation crates that are seven by two foot stalls. Oh my God, where they're I'm going to get too upset. Exactly. Okay, I'm going to take my headphones off while you do so, it. So apparently pigs are born, taken from their mothers, shoved in a stall, no, fed until the point they can't move, and then they're murdered. And by the way, why am I obsessed with pigs? Because they're as smart as dogs. They can be domesticated and we suck. Now She's great, Paula. <laughs> she's great, Paula. Now, I like I said, I eat meat, all the meat, and I love pig-inspired products, unfortunately for myself. But we have been for the past few years now weaning ourselves off of buying pork products of any kind, like I said, but that certainly doesn't make us heroes. And I'm so filled with shame, it's really hard to know where to start chipping away at it. Anywho, this law is a tiny courtesy and respect and offering of some sort of from us to be given to the billions, and I say with a B, billions oh, of pigs that we torture and slaughter for our food. Is it a na national law? It's or a state? California law. Oh, of course, of, of course. 
Here goes this cue, the smug <laughs> violins. Of oh, what? It's a California law? Mm-hmm. Now, of course, pro- pork producers are complaining since apparently they're just living, breathing serial murderers who respect nothing but money. No wonder COVID ran rampant in those slaughterhouses, but apparently it didn't run rampant enough. Start writing those letters because I'm feeling real self-righteous right now. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to read to you from the LA Times. The farm animal confinement proposition was overwhelmingly passed by voters back in 2018. At the beginning of 2022, the state will begin enforcing the second part of this law that requires more space for breeding animals such as pigs and egg-laying chickens. For pigs specifically, it says they must be raised in spaces that are at least 24 square feet, like I said at the uh, uh, earlier. Joe Balk <laughs> Joe Balk, vice president of farm animal protection for the Humane Society, called California's law the strongest law for farm animals in the world. According to the Washington Post, the organization has said the law ensures that pork, eggs, and veal products produced or sold in the California marketplace come from facilities that do not confine animals in tiny cages for their entire lives. You can now listen, Brandy. Okay. Oh, no, but our bacon. Okay. Shame on us. Shame on all of us. And definitely ding dong. The shame is on for anyone who has a fucking problem with this. It's I I, honestly I, I don't. And one of the hot topics of pig products becoming more expensive, of course, is bacon. Literally, there's a thing about bacon. There's apparently a bacon battle brewing. And all the glutton human hogs have their teeth sharpened and their wallets opened, whining for more. It's it, funny because it's so bad for your health and we're all just dying. You said at the beginning, the most profound thing, our gluttony is killing us. Like, it's just literally terrible for you. Bacon, terrible. Terrible. In California, there are some that believe the pork supply chain is teetering on the edge of precarious to outright calamitous. Quote, the great California bacon crisis could, quote, mean the end of bacon, bring about the bacon apocalypse or make the breakfast staple disappear from Californians' tables. This all is it how- is is a piece of crispy piece of paper with salt all over it. <laughs> this- just put, you have bought fake bacon and I'm like, yep, same. Because <laughs> yeah. all it is is just crispy Fat. plastic with paper, <laughs> salt yeah. on it. It's just a salty thing. Now, this is how these gaslighting pieces of shit that start from the pork killers to the lamestream media are trying to stoke this fire. God forbid anyone take responsibility for one second and think how this can be good for all of us in general. And I know we've said this before and we even talk about it. We talked about it earlier. But a living thing's flesh should maybe cost a little more than an apple or Kleenex or whatever. Here's some other headlines from the media vulture shit stir money-grubbing human trash. A new law could increase the price of pork in California. Bacon may disappear in California as pig rules dot dot dot. Bacon gate. A new pig law explained. We'll all have and the it goes, best bods. And it just, yeah. <laughs> and it just goes on and on. And then, of course, the other side from any sort of animal welfare website or National Geographic is trying to make sure we understand it's about animal welfare. The entire thing makes me sick. I don't have any room anymore for anyone who doesn't understand why this law or why animal welfare at all is important. Not just the welfare of the animals, but for the welfare of, for us as human beings and evolving on this planet. It's a small comfort for these animals and there shouldn't be a fight about it. And it's only a reflection on your own gluttony and greed if you worry the stupid fucking supply chain isn't gonna get you your fucking bacon. If the price goes up, then good. Then hopefully consumption and animal manufacturing goes down. We have to start cutting the corners here, I'm sorry. We don't need pork and beef and chicken offered on every single fucking street on the planet. 
I'm not a person with a lot of money, but I would be able to sleep a little better at night knowing animals who are being slaughtered will be less and less and less as it helps the planet and helps humanity. I am very happy California has adopted this law and I hope there are stricter ones to come. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening to our stupid, stupid podcast. (laughs) We love and appreciate all 14 of you so much. If you're new here and you like us, but you'd rather not hear about politics, you're probably not even here to the end of the podcast. But hey, let's try it. (laughs) Please consider checking out our Patreon podcast. We do two a week every week. They're both an hour and we post them on Sundays. Except for this week. So um, (laughs) normally we post them on Sundays and you'll have all week to listen to them. Mm -hmm. They're a dollar each. And when you sign up, you will immediately get access to our huge back catalog, which has hundreds of hours of stupid, stress-free, ad-free, timeless podcasts. If you want to hear one now to see what it's like before you commit, the link to the free episode is in the description of this podcast. Or you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com, and there's a button on every page that says click to listen to our free Patreon episode. And we're going to put the link to the live show in Atlanta down in the description of this podcast, too. The episode is called Windows Up Sing Time, and you can listen to the whole hour right there from your phone or computer. You don't have to download anything or sign up for anything. It's super easy. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. We were trying to get to 2,021 reviews by the end of 2021. Mm -hmm. And right now we are so close. Yeah. We are so... So close. (laughs) Thank you to all of the 14 listeners who went on this week and wrote us a review, like honestly, including but not limited to Jenny B8, who said, I love Julian Brandy. I'm very well informed. (laughs) Well, excuse you, Jenny. (laughs) But the politics as reality TV perspective is useful for everybody. (gasps) I like that, don't you? I love that. Yes. Like, she doesn't need it, but she likes... Probably it's helping Jenny to relate to... The plebeians around her. The plebeians who aren't informed. Yeah, exactly. We're half informed. So um, she goes on to say, this is a weekly must listen for me. And I also love their Patreon. Slow clap, Jenny. Thank you, Jenny B8. We appreciate your review and your subscription to our Patreon. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we want everyone to do both. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to. And do. if we had to choose, we'd pick the Patreon. I yeah. mean, but we prefer you do all of it. And if you don't listen to us on Apple, good for you. We despise those money grubbing, gatekeeping, power mongering, elitist assholes. <laughs> and as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Eric. Oh, my God. Motherfucking. So all well. Bitch. How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man. By the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite. 
from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme, and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty grooving. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. Stay for the night. Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. A sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. 